Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Go! On SB Nation Radio. Los dos. Pase de 39 yardas. Busca yardas ahora. Se escapa. Busca yardas y va hasta la anotación. Imparable. Imparable. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Con una gran, gran maniobra. Aquí vemos cómo nunca puedes descartar a Derek Carr. Derek Carr es un. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another week of the Talk of Fame Network. And you know what? Welcome back, Oakland Raiders. What you just heard was the call, courtesy of ESPN Deporte, of the Raiders winning touchdown in Monday's come from behind defeat of Houston and No Puedo Creer. The Raiders, yes, the Oakland Raiders are in first place in the AFC West. And they may be on their way. Yeah, I think they are on their way. Not only their first winning season since 2002, but the playoffs... Ron, for the first time since 2002 as well. Ah, it's about time. Los Banditos! We are back. We are back. Look, Reggie McKenney's done a, a, I think, deserves a lot of credit for the job he's done. He inherited a, a really a talentless team that was in salary cap jail. He sprung them out of their cell first, and then he turned over the roster uh, and landed what appears to be a big-time quarterback in, in, in Derek Carr, a player who a lot of people didn't believe in because of his older brother, David, who had... Uh, had his failures, of course, as a overall number one pick. But I think credit also should go to Mark Davis, the owner, uh, because he took over his, his dad and, uh, and like him, showed patience. He stuck with McKenzie and his administration when a lot of people were saying these guys don't know what they're doing. And I think he realized that uh, you just can't keep turning over how you run the thing every two or three years and, and thinking anything's going to uh, change. And they got the right coach now, a Raider at heart, Jack Del Rio. Got a quarterback, and they got a team. Look up. Yeah, well, it, it's, a, it's a stunning turn of events, especially when you go from last to first in that division where, uh, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions are. And I guess maybe they weren't last last year. I think what the Chargers were. But anyway, they're, they're almost always there. But now they're on top. And frankly, <clears throat> Goose, this is a welcome change because it seems to be it's always good to have the Raiders matter. You know, whether you love them or hate them. And, and listen, you're in Dallas. Same thing about the Cowboys. Good to have them. Being of consequence against, uh, but my, I guess my story is, or my question is, what, what's the better story? Raiders? Cowboys? Come on. It's the Cowboys. Oh, you my know, the, God. The, the Raiders entered the season with a budding franchise quarterback in place in Derek Carr. The Cowboys entered the season with a rookie fourth-round draft pick taking their snaps. You know, 8-2 and two is surprising for these Raiders, but 9-1 and one is shocking for the Cowboys with that quarterback. Wow. Ron, those are fighting words. Uh, <laughs> That's where do you, where do you, Homer. You're going to change your name from Gooseman to Homer. Where do, where, Ron, where, where do you put the Raiders in the AFC hierarchy? I mean, you know, they're, they're one of the best teams in the AFC, but you put them in the right. top two, three? I mean, you're in New well, England. You see a pretty good team. Yeah, I, I think that the, the – and we've talked about it a bunch of times, Clark, uh, uh, during the course of the season on the show. They're flawed like the rest of the, the, the teams that we think are good uh, are all flawed. They have problems on defense. They rely too much on, on Derek Carr and Amari uh, Cooper, but they can beat anybody 
if they uh, you know if they keep their blackjacks in the locker room and uh, don't commit 150 yards in penalties. And I think wouldn't it be interesting if their continued rise begins in New England in January, where the Patriots. <laughs> Yeah. Began in 2002 at the expense of the uh, of the Raiders. Because well, and that's why the Raiders are at home, Ron, on the road. They haven't lost on yes. the road. I realize that wasn't a road game, but still, they haven't lost away from Oakland. It's because they're Raiders. That's what you yeah. do, right? You go into somebody else's place, you steal all their stuff, and then you leave. Well, what about the best story in the NFL, according to the Goose Man? The Cowboys. Goose, where do they stand in the NFL no, uh, or they, the they, NFC? No, they're the team to beat in the NFC, certainly. They've got the formula down. Run the ball, control the clock protect a young quarterback in an average defense, and they've got the best running back in the NFL to execute that plan. They've won in Green Bay. They've won in Pittsburgh. They've beaten the NFL's best defense. You know, like Ron said, every team in the NFL is flawed, but the Cowboys, I think, are doing the best job of camouflaging their flaws at this point. Goose, man, I got one word for you. Seattle. 2014, Cowboys roll into Seattle. DeMarco Murray ran it down their throat. They, that's what they can do with Ezekiel Elliott. Wait, they wait, won in Mark Seattle. Moore. They can beat him here. Wait, wait, that was two years ago. Demarco Murray gone. Tony Romo gone. Well, they, now they no. got it. Now they got it back. <laughs> now they got a better back. There you go. How quickly well, they abandoned the ship. Two years yeah, ago, he was right. He was loving Demarco Murray. Now just another slappy. <laughs> well, Most anyway. Lobo strikes. It's great to have both teams back, and it's always, always good to be back here in the Renai studio, especially on Thanksgiving week, with uh, Ron Silver and Black Friday. That's going to be celebrating the 510 area code this week. And my guess, from what we saw Monday, is probably going to be celebrating parts of Mexico as well. Well, we're going to celebrate, and we're going to celebrate with a show that deals with two of our favorite subjects. That's the Hall of Fame list of assignment finalists that was released last week, and of course, Thanksgiving, which is this week. <laughs> There you go. There we go. Love the gobbler. Turkey <laughs> Jones. I thought that was Ron. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Cleveland Browns practice, guys. Hey, first up, we have Hall of Fame semifinalist Tory Holt with us to talk about Canton and the Rams. Uh, they have three of the 26 semifinalists this year. Um, Hall of Fame guard Joe DeLamalier is here, too, to tell us why Thanksgiving Day games in Detroit. Yes, Goose, Detroit are so special. And we have NFL Network analyst and soothsayer extraordinaire Brian Billick in the house. He's going to tell us how he saw what was coming in Cleveland and to give us his predictions for the future. But first, let's take it from the top. That's the Hall of Fame's list of 26 semifinals that was released last week. Uh, usual suspect guys, Warner, Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, Morton Anderson. You've seen the list. Uh, there are also four first-year eligibles, including guy I really believe is the first in line to the Hall, and that's running back Ladanian Tomlinson. Goose, simple question. You saw the list. You voted on it. How do you like this class? Ron Clark is the master of the obvious. Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> You made a Tomlinson, career out of it and a, quite a good one. Tenacious hey. grasp of the obvious. That's <laughs> after, why I defend Brady. <laughs> yeah, after Tomlinson, I think the other four spots are wide open. I, I sense there'll be another strong push to enshrine offense. You know, I expect strong campaigns for both Kurt Warner and Terrell Davis. Edger and James, Terrell Owens, both have Hall of Fame resumes, and I think the boss hog, Joe Jacoby, has a shot of slipping in. But let me once again throw out my word of caution. There are Hall of Famers on the defensive side of the ball, too. Because they don't have the gaudy stats of those offensive skill players doesn't mean they're not worthy of Canton. More than half of all the modern-era candidates in the Hall played offense. Only 33 played defense. So you keep enshrining four and five offensive players. The gap will continue to widen. A Jason Taylor, a Ty Law... A Brian Dawkins deserved to be as considered as deeply as those offensive players. Hey, Ron, uh, you yes. saw the list. Biggest surprises? I would say the emergence of the long overdue Chris Hinton uh, and, and Clay Matthews as well. Uh, I think the return of, of Carl Mecklenburg, who's been kind of in and out, uh, but sort of forgotten by a lot of people. 
And, and, and quite frankly, the staying power of one of your great and good friends, Don Coriel, and his supporters. Yes. Keeps Maybe coming they, back. They keep bringing him back, man. He's like a, you know, he's like one of those old National Geographic. You throw it out, and then geez, it's in the cellar. And you throw it out, and geez, it's still in the it, cellar. You in know. your house, Ron, it's the Playboys. <laughs> well, not anymore. That's it's like married. <laughs> That's right. You got married. That's right. Yeah, I, I but, think uh, the, the the two the two forgotten linebackers, Matthews and Mecklenburg. I was kind of surprised those players were a generation ago. You know, I would hope at least one of them takes the next step and becomes a finalist. Okay, Goose, biggest disappointments. No, no, clearly Everson Walls, the only cornerback to lead the league in interceptions three yeah. times, didn't make the cut. You know, at some point in the time, in time, he deserves to get into the room. Leslie O'Neill, Otis Anderson, Sterling Sharp, Ken Hall, a lot of disappointments. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, and we were privileged to have him on the show, it said Wilbur Marshall can't seem to get his name on any list. You know, I mean, uh, look, yeah, he, uh, no disrespect. He wasn't even on the preliminary list. I know, that's what I'm saying. No disrespect to Clay Matthews, but... Uh, if I said to most personnel guys, you can have him or you can have Wilbur Marshall, most personnel guys would say, as Mr. Ed used to, hello, Wilbur. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, if there were one guy left off that list that you could add as a write-in candidate, who would it be? Goose? Yeah, I'd say uh, the late Ken Hall. And if the Bills had won just one of those Super Bowls, I believe he'd already be in. I think time's passing him by. You know, it's funny, Goose. I remember talking to Bill Poling with you once. And mm-hmm. he was the guy who pushed almost the hardest of that team yeah. because he said he was so valuable to him. Deserves to be discussed. Ron, how about you? If, we, if you have one guy that you could add as a writing candidate, guy you'd like add to this list. Which Raider would, yeah, which raider <laughs> would it be? Which Raider <laughs> would it be? Yeah, Cliff Branch, of course. Uh, no, uh, two guys, one I already mentioned, Wilbur Marshall. The other one is Lester Hayes, who's been in the room and out of the room and somehow can't seem to get into camp. The judge. The judge. He yeah, brought he the was, hammer down. Yeah, he did bring the hammer down. He was pretty good. In fact, that secondary is pretty good, too. Um, soul anyway, patrol. I guess. Sorry? <laughs> that was a soul patrol. That was a soul patrol. No passes allowed there. Hey, let's stop right there. We're going to have a commercial to get to. But when we return, we're going to talk more in depth about the class of 2017 and who's likely to make the next cut to 15. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Billy Shoes Johnson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents. I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this? 
Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.99%. APR, 4.77%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad? Did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You want a winner, I think you should go to Geico because you know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car yeah. insurance? means if you go there, you'll have a little extra money for the holidays. Yeah, that's a win, too. Yeah, go. Go to Geico.com. You should have gone 15 minutes ago. First and 10 from the 27. Warner back to throw. Rainbow's the far sideline, and it is caught by Isaac Bruce. Makes a move to the 30, 25, 20, and they won't catch him today. Yes. Touchdown Rams. Well, that was more than 15 minutes ago. In fact, it was more than 15 years ago. As we mentioned in the opening segment, the Pro Football Hall of Fame just cut its list of semifinalists for the class of 2017 from 94 down to 26. And you say, why 26? Well, there was a tie for the 25th spot. That's why. And two of the semifinalists were involved in that game-winning play they just heard uh, from Super Bowl 34. That was Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner. And there's a third player from that Rams team on the list, too, and that would be wide receiver Torrey Holt, who is coming up soon on the show. But it, I think the bottom line here, guys, it's a pretty wide-open class with only one candidate, at least I believe, as Goose said, and it's the sure shot here, but uh, statement of the obvious. That's running back LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. But you know what, Goose, it's funny. Even then, I, I, I know at least a couple of voters who aren't even sure about him. I mean, you have to believe he's at or near the top of, of most lists, right? Yeah, the, the Hall, as we've seen, embraces stats, you know, which explains why there is such an overload of offensive skill players enshrined. You know, Thompson, he has the stats of glitter. He's a fifth all-time rusher, the third all-time leading touchdown producer. You know, that, that stamps him as a first ballot selection. You know, frankly, the only, the only thing he's missing is a ring. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. And, Ron, I'll ask you, are you as sold as, as we are? Because I think I remember having some conversations with you not too long ago. We went, well, you know, I mean, is there something in the resume you'd like clarified or 
playing. Well, yeah, there is. Supported. I mean, look, I recognize what a great player uh, LT was, but he's missing more than a ring goose. Uh, he's missing playoff stats. Uh, you know, I'm pretty supportive overall of him, but I wonder about his really dismal playoff record. He had 10 starts. He only had one 100-yard game. He had seven games in which he rushed for 43 yards or fewer, uh, including five games in which he rushed for 25 yards or fewer. In big games, big players make big plays. They're not supposed to disappear. So uh, I, I just want someone to explain how and why that happened. You know, they can take you out of a game. There's a lot of different things. They put eight men in the box. But uh, I, I don't think they put eight men in the box seven times in the playoffs. So, Well, is one uh, of those games, Ron, that you're counting, the, the, I guess it is, the AFC Championship game? In, in, well, sure. I mean, that's the – that's well, and, that and, you know, it got well, hurt. But again, you know, the the, the he he, he it, it, it's the great dilemma uh, that all players face. He got hurt, and I don't question that he got hurt. You know, but he never got an operation. Came back and played the next season and played great. You know, it just makes you scratch your head. I'm again, I'm not saying he didn't get hurt, uh, and I would right. never uh, argue that. The, uh, even though there were some people who who tried to claim that, but it was an odd circumstance in as an important a game as that to see him standing there all afternoon with his helmet on, never yeah, moving a muscle. Played. Rivers, yeah, Rivers played. played on one left. Rivers played, and re- right, Rivers played with a terrible injury, and many other guys have, have, uh, and he didn't even really try, so you, you, or didn't appear to. As I said at the top of this hour, there are four, four first-year eligibles at BLT: Jason Taylor, who we had on the show last week, Brian Dawkins, and Heinz Ward. Outside of Tomlinson, Goose, which of these guys makes the cut to 15? Which, by the way, is going to happen in January. Well, the wide receiver queue may be a little too crowded for Heinz Ward in this first go-round. You know, Bruce, Holt, Terrell Owens have been waiting in line ahead of him. You know, I'd be surprised if, if, if the other three aren't finalists, though, but I think Ward is a long shot. I, I think the guy is, is uh, Jason Taylor. Uh, you know, there are four wide receivers and five uh, defensive backs, and my fear in both cases is that they may very well cancel each other out. We've seen that happen uh, with the pass rushes when you had Tippett and Derek Thomas and uh, – Several other guys all up at the same time. We saw it with the receivers for a half a decade or more with Tim Brown and Andre Reed and Chris Carter and on and on we went. And I think that opens the window for someone like uh, Jason Taylor who has no other defensive lineman to uh, to contend with. Yeah, I agree with you. But before we go further, by the way, I think I probably should explain how the process works here. I know Goose has explained in the past, but we have a board of 48 voters. That includes the three of us. Um, and we cut this list from 25 to 15 in January, and um, we've gotten the ballots this week. As I said, the announcement will be made in January, but then, and, and only then, do we take that list to Houston, where we vote the day before the Super Bowl, spent all day on that Saturday voting. So let's get to the elephant in the room, guys. Wide receiver, Terrell Owens. I mean, Goose, you talked about the competition wide receiver. There is a lot. Bruce. He's open! Touchdown! <laughs> I assume Owens <laughs> makes the cut. Do any of these other three make the cut, Goose? You know, outside of the 50s Rams with Tom Fears and Crazy Legs Hirsch and the 70s Steelers with John Stallworth and Lynn Swan, it's rare that you see two receivers get busts off the same team. And I, that doesn't bode well for the Bruce Holt tandem. My guess, only one advances, and eventually only one's going to get in. But I, you know, I would expect Owens to reach the finals again. You know, Art Monk went eight straight years. Chris Carter went six. You know, those candidates like Owens just don't go away. Uh, nor should they. I mean, we can debate his... Uh, his downside, and we but you will. can't. Den- but you, yeah, you, and you can. But you can't deny his upside either. You no, know, uh, no. he certainly, uh, uh, in my opinion, if you said to me, "Here's your choices for a neighbor: Warren Sapp or Terrell Owens," I'll take Terrell Owens. Thank you, just the same. And Warren Sapp got in on roller skates. So, look, the guy was a great player. 
uh, for all the things that have been uh, said about him. Uh, when he was on your team, he made plays, and they kept throwing him the ball. And he kept making plays, including on a broken leg in the Super Bowl. And there's a good example. We got, uh, we got two guys here, LT, who stood on the sidelines with his helmet on for an injury that required no surgery. And a guy with a broken leg played in the Super Bowl, had nine catches, and, and would have been the MVP had his team won. So, quote Hall of Famer Bill Polian, Hall of Fame should be for players who make their teams better, not who are divisive and make them mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, Goose, uh, Terrell Owens didn't make it to the top ten last year. Can he? Will he this time? Yeah, essentially the same panel that knocked him out last season will cast judgment on him on this time around. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what's changed in the last year that's going to change anybody's mind. Yeah, okay. Um, let's move on. I, I mentioned competition. Maybe, to me, the toughest call will be a defensive back where... We have three safeties, a position the Hall really hasn't warmed up to. Uh, as you know, there are only seven pure safeties there. But anyway, we have three safeties, I think at least, are worthy of Canton. John Lynch, Brian Dawkins, and Steve Atwater. And that's not to mention Ty Law, who I know, Ron, you're very high on, and so are we, uh, to make the Hall. But anyway, you carrying all with your next vote, Ron? I mean, I'm talking about Lynch, Dawkins, and Atwater. I know you probably are with Law, but how about these safeties? Yeah, well, uh, there's actually four safeties, are there not? I mean, but not one for this vote. One's already in a room. Well, okay, good point. Uh, but but we've all talked about that problem with the safety position. Yeah. How, ma- how many are they going to put in? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. unfair, unfair situation, but is what it is. I mean, uh, of the three of them, you guys know that I like Atwater best. I, th- I think he, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which that he came first. But I think, again, it's the cancellation process. You like, I like Atwater, and somebody else likes Dawkins, and, and somebody else like, likes uh, Lynch. And next thing you know, nobody gets enough votes. Now, if you're a defensive player, you've got my vote. There's an imbalance in the hall right now between offense and defense, and we can't close the gap until we start discussing worthy defensive candidates. There are 15 possible slots, and there are nine defensive candidates. They all get my vote. Hey, Gooseman, quick. Don Coriel, Jimmy Johnson, both coaches, do they both make the cut to 15? Uh, I'd be surprised if both these, if either either or both makes it. I think there's t- too many good players, and both these guys have been in the room, and nothing's changed. Okay. Well, we're going to get the lowdown from one of these candidates and see what he thinks, and that's former Ram star Tory Holt, who's coming up next. You're listening to Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new conference tables and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. 
Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents. I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this? Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price this is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, we've been talking about the Hall of Fame's 26 semifinalists for the class of 2017, and we are fortunate to have one of those candidates with us speak about former wide receiver Tory Holt. Tory's one of three former Rams on this list, and he certainly belongs. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, and someone who produced 1,300, yes, 1,300 yards receiving in six consecutive seasons, which is an NFL record. But now, no, now we've done the improbable, and we've caught up with him. Tori, thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for having me, always. Uh, Tori, first of all, you're on that list that I mentioned about, and it's your third straight year of eligibility, which is great, but you still haven't made it to that final 15 yet. Question, what should we know about you that might push you over the top and get you in that room? Oh, wow, that's a good question, uh, Clark. For, for me, what, what stands out first is the level of consistency in which I played the game, uh, I think, stands out um, from the time I was drafted to the St. Louis Rams to the time I ended my career with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was still averaging somewhere around 14, 8, almost 15 yards a catch, even when I was even, quote-unquote, saying that I didn't have any juice left but I was still able to show a level of, of consistency throughout my career. Also, um, you know, I was able to play on teams that won uh, conference championships. I was also able to play on teams that went to su- two, two Super Bowls. We won one and lost one, but I was a part of a group of guys that was able to bring a championship to the city of, uh, to the city of St. Louis along with consistency uh, in playing the game. And then you look at the numbers in which I put up in just 11-year span. Um, you know, you look at some of these guys now are playing 15 and 16 years, and it's taken them that long to do what I did in in uh, nine or 10 years. Um, so uh, very, very productive for some would say for a short period of time. I think playing 10 plus years is pretty long, uh, but the amount of production that I had in those numbers of years and the type of impact that I had on that St. Louis Rams team and the type of impact that I had in the National Football League, I think for me stands out uh, head above uh, a, a quite a few guys. Uh, that are even being listed for the Hall of Fame. And, and, and all those guys are very well deserving. But I was able to make a tremendous impact from the time I got into the National Football League to the time I left. Terry, there are two other Rams potentially that can be in the finals with you, Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner. So there's going to be obviously discussion of those Rams in the room. Does that help or hurt 
having two teammates in the same room with you? I think it helps. I don't. I don't look at it as a situation where it hurts. You know, it's just, just how it how how it was. Um, I had no control over uh, where I was drafted and 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 who would be um, a Hall of Fame caliber players. I was just fortunate enough to play with quite a bit: Marshall, uh, Orlando, uh, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, and myself. As five guys uh, that were on uh, that were on a, one team together that are all considered. And you know, Isaac. I mean, um, Marshall and, and Orlando are already in the hall, but five guys that are considered Hall of Fame caliber players. So I think it helps us. I think it it helps um, it helps our candidacy or it helps our uh, uh, yeah it helps our candidacy of of, uh, of of why we should be in. And and it's it's tough to do to have five guys all on one team being up for the hall and and how productive we were. And, you know, it wasn't a lot of balls to go around. Now you know with Kurt with uh, with Marshall yeah. and myself and Isaac. Talking about three very uh, dominant players uh, that wanted the ball every single time if they could, but was able to put team first and to go out and play at a high level and produce and be productive for that team, I think speaks volumes about the character and what the game meant to to us as players. But I think it helps us that we have um, that it's three of us that are up for uh, for the Hall of Fame uh, for this year. Do you think it hurts that you don't have? A thousand career catches. Virtually everybody coming up going forward is going to be in that thousand catch range. Now you left. No, it doesn't. Nah, it it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't. You know, I I think if I would have played longer, Rick, I would have went well over a thousand catches. Hell, I had nine hundred and twenty catches in eleven seasons. I had eight hundred catches, almost nine hundred catches in a decade. Uh, And like I said, it's taken some guys sixteen, fifteen, seventeen years to get a thousand catches. I was able to do it, come close in, in ten years. Um, so no, I don't. I don't think that it hurts me that I didn't get a thousand. I would have liked to have went over a thousand catches, just because the thousand catch mark is like the benchmark for um, for I guess elite, quote unquote elite receivers. But you know, the time that I played, again, I was uh, very productive. Man, had a had a tremendous impact on our conference, on our team, and in the National Football League in the amount of years that I played. We're with former wide receiver Tory Holt on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And Tory, we've had others on this show, Brett Favre uh, a couple years ago, Jason Taylor uh, last week, for example, who said they didn't think much about making it to the hall while they were playing or, frankly, after they were playing. How about you? You've, you, did you think about it much, or have you thought about it since you retired? I, I didn't think about it a lot when I played. You know, obviously you hear a lot about it, and, we, you know, we played in a Hall of Fame game out in Canton, and, you know, we took part in that. And, you know, you're around it, but as far as me thinking about it, um, no, I didn't when I was playing. The only time I started thinking about it probably was, like, the last year in, in Jacksonville, and I would hear some of the, the commentators make, make mention about me uh, on the path of uh, and having a strong case of, being in the National Football League Hall of Fame, that's kind of when it started to, to dawn on me. And now that I'm out of the game, yeah, I think about it more because being a, being, a, being a semifinalist for the last three years, you have no choice but to think about it and figure out how you can um, – or think about and figure out ways how you can be on that finalist list without banging your chest and going out and promoting, hey, I should be in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I think about it more now. Uh, but while I was playing, for me, guys, it was it was, it was – I was – happy and thrilled and humbled to have an opportunity to play the game that I love and, and football is it and all I wanted to do was be a, be a professional athlete whether it was basketball or football and it happened to be football and I just wanted to make a mark I wanted to go in I wanted to come into the National Football League be consistent you know be impactful for my team uh, be impactful and have an impact on the league and just do what I love to do and I had an opportunity to do that it was one of my childhood dreams and I had an opportunity uh, to accomplish that and now to be 
in discussion with some of the amongst the greats. Talking about going to the Hall of Fame uh, again, it's it's a very humbling experience. But for me, uh, I wanted to play the game uh, that I love to play, and I wanted to play it at a very high level. And I wanted to make sure that I continue to carry the torch at the receiver position, just like it was uh, carried before I played. You think about the likes of Art Monks and the Jerry Rices and the Andre Rees and the Michael Irvins, the Tim Browns, the James Lofton, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted my name to be up there with those guys and, 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 and make sure that I carry and play the game the right way. And I think for the most part, I was successful at doing that. Terry, why did you guys win more Super Bowls? I mean, you were some of the most, <laughs> one of the most fun offenses this watch I've ever seen. Why, yeah. why wasn't there a second or third Super Bowl? Yeah, I say the same thing now. You know, we, you know I, I think back on that second Super Bowl that we lost to the Patriots. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to, to win two. I, I thought with the talent that we had and the coaching staff that we had, we should have played in at least four Super Bowls. But, you know, things happen. You know, guys, free agency, you know, egos, all kinds of things started to happen within our organization that got us divided and guys started going other ways and coaches started going other ways. And then we had some draft picks that we were counting on to come in and, and play for us at a high level that didn't do that. Uh, I think that sets you back. When you have first-round draft picks that don't pan out, you know, that sets – any team team back and that's what happened to us um and then you know over time you know guys just started to, guys got older i got older isaac got older marshall got older he ended up retiring kurt moved on to new york and to arizona so uh london fletcher who was a who was a big part of what we did there in st louis moved on to other teams so guys just moved on and i think that hurt the dynamic of uh of our football team that, that had to be frustrating i mean to, to have that kind of talent there and and not be able to go further Yes, it was. It was very, very frustrating because because of the the type of talent that we had on that on that roster, and the good intentions that they had in order to play the game, and the unselfishness that we had on that squad. We should have gotten to the Super Bowl at least four times and had an opportunity to win three out of the four, if not all four. I mean, that's how good I thought we were as a ball club. That's how good I thought our coaching staff was, and that's how well we prepared ourselves to go out on Sundays and win. Uh, just unfortunately, we were we were not able to do that for our, for a lot of different reasons. Like I said, guys went on in free agency, coaches went here, guys went there, uh, management, there was some shift in management uh, that uh, that I thought was uh, was kind of the downfall of, of uh, that era there in St. Louis when we, were, when we were clearly one of the better and most talented teams in the National Football League. Hey, Tori, thanks so much for the time. Unfortunately, we've got to run, but best of luck with the upcoming vote. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tori. Thanks, Tori. That was Hall of Fame semifinalist Tori Holt of the Rams. Up next, why another semifinalist, safety Brian Dawkins, deserves to get through. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. 
Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.99%. APR, 4.77%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. As a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by Todd Rundgren. Ah, no, it's not. But I love that song. It's sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know what? You should have banged on the drum 15 minutes ago. Guys, um, Iran drew my attention today to uh, the, the passing of former Cleveland lineman Bob Gain, who died last week at the age of 87. And, and before we go further, I, I, I can already hear a listener saying, what? Bob Gainey was 87? No, that's Bob <laughs> Gain, who was an eight-time All-Pro in 12 seasons and a three-time NFL champ, 1954, 55, and 64. Well, back, yeah, back when they had such things for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, eight times in the All-Pro, five Pro Bowls, three championships in 12 seasons. You know, but back then, there were no stats for defense linemen. There were no tackles. There were no sacks. There was no nothing. So there's no consideration for Mr. Gain, which is unfortunate because he had a career that was worthy of discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Ron? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, he was a great college player at Kentucky. You know, he was a two-way player for a while. And, and uh, you know, when he was first drafted, he was like the fifth guy drafted uh, when he came out of college in, in uh, 1951. But the Packers took him, and he said, this is how different it is today. He said, Packers, thanks, but no thanks. He went to Canada. Uh, yeah, I think he won a CFL championship up there, didn't yeah, Ottawa? Yeah, he, he did. And then he came yeah. back and played with uh, with Cleveland. Nobody wanted to go to the Packers, you know. And he, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. And, you talking you know, about and today or then? Yeah, 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 both, I guess, the way it's going. But he, and he was also a kicker in college and probably could have kicked in the NFL, too, if they had let him. But they had Lou the Toe Groza, so they didn't need Bob the Forehead Gain. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, sad to great hear play. of passing a former Cleveland great Bob Gain, who, uh, Ron, by the way, you told us an interesting story when we were uh, off the air about a, a card you had of him. Oh, yeah, when he was a kid, you know, you'd open up those football packs and there was always be like two – Two Cleveland Browns, and it'd never be Jim Brown, you know. Uh, and and I was a young kid, and I opened up, and there was this bald-headed guy. And I went to my older brother, and I said, "What happened to this guy?" <laughs> and my brother convinced me that that's what happens when you wear helmets a lot and take showers. So for years, I thought I was going to be bald at age twenty. You know? So, so that's why you're not taking showers. Okay, thanks for explaining <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Anyway, um, that's Bob without Gain a helmet and, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob Gain, who passed away at the age of eighty-seven. Um, he certainly, after you know, Goose, what you mentioned, he could be the subject of a future state your case segment, and I hope he is. But one guy who already is is former Philadelphia and Denver safety Brian Dawkins, whom I wrote about this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And who was a guest on this show 
last month, I think it was. Um, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, this is a pretty easy case to make. I mean, first of all, because he played only six years ago, so everyone remembers him. And second, uh, because he's worthy. He's Hall of Fame worthy. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, All-Decade choice. But he was more than that. I mean, he was the backbone to those Jim Johnson defenses in Philadelphia that drove the Eagles to four consecutive conference championship games and five conference championship games in eight years. The problem, of course, is not so much with his resume. It's one we've dealt with on this program before. It's the position he played, safety. And there are only seven pure safeties, as we mentioned earlier, pure safeties in the Hall of Fame. And the last one to play as you should know if you listen to the show, was Kenny Houston. He retired after the 1980 season, 1980 or 36 years ago. So the Hall basically doesn't like safeties. And of course, well, there's this. I mean, there are two others, Steve Atwater and John Lynch, who we mentioned, who are in the queue ahead of him. And John Lynch, now is the three-time finalist, he made the cut to 10 last year. So he's in the on-deck circle. But guys, you know, tell me, I mean, which would you rather have, John Lynch or Brian Dawkins? And Dawkins had more tackles, more sacks. Fourth fumbles, interceptions, you name it in his career. Both were nine-time Pro Bowl choices, but Brian Dawkins was named to two more All-Pro squads and was an All-Decade choice. John Lynch was not. So what? Well, so they, plus Steve Atwater, may cancel each other out. As Ron, you mentioned earlier, it did happen for years with wide receivers Andre Reid, Tim Brown, and Chris Carter, and let's hope that doesn't happen again. All I know is that Brian Dawkins deserves to be in sooner rather than later. Okay, Clark, there are six first-team all-decade safeties not enshrined in Canton. Johnny Robinson of the 60s, Cliff Harris, 70s, Kenny Easley, 80s, Leroy Butler and Atwater, the 90s, and Dawkins. Stack them for us in terms of Hall of Fame worthiness. Well, I, I'm old school, Goose, kind of like you. I listen to you, so I go with Johnny Robinson first. I saw him play. I, I loved him. He led the AFL in interceptions one year, led the NFL in interceptions another, pure tackler. I, I loved him. Um, I, I would put him as my top guy. I mean, Kenny Easley second. I mean, he's the... Uh, senior candidate this year, I think he gets in it for good reason. He belongs. But then, I, I, then to me, it's I'd go Dawkins, Harris, Atwater, Harris, and Atwater. I don't care either cha- interchangeable, and then Leroy Butler. But they're all Hall of Fame worthy. Well, there's that signal. First half's nearly over. So guys, let's get to the two-minute drill. And uh, Derek, do me a favor if you can. Let those let those turkeys out, would you please? <laughs> what exactly is turducken, and where do we find one? Let's ask the Brown quarterbacks. They're always ducking. <laughs> well, originally I thought it was something you did on the farm clock, turd ducking. But it turns out it's actually a dish consisting of a deboned chicken stuffed into a deboned duck, stuffed into a deboned turkey, unless you go to England where they still drive on the wrong side and call soccer football. And then it's known as goo ducking because they replaced the turkey with a goose, just like we do on this show. <laughs> It's Black Friday. Where can Roger Goodell find the best deal for the NFL? Refs are us. I'd advise him to buy in bulk. The old ones all need to be replaced. <laughs> uh, certainly not a TB12's health and fitness clinic. <laughs> Raiders fans. Yes, Ron. Raiders fans could lose no. their team to Vegas. So who should be thankful there? The family section at the Oakland Coliseum. <laughs> They're good. Everyone, we all get to go to Vegas, which is crazier than Oakland. Better holiday, guys. Thanksgiving or Sunday versus the Browns? Love Thanksgiving. Love football. Love Thanksgiving football. Don't love the Browns. Thanksgiving, there's usually only one turkey on display. (laughs) Pumpkin pie? Pie McKenzie or Mike Moon Pie Wilson, the former offensive lineman for the Bengals? (laughs) As much as I'd like to say pie face McKenzie, I'll go with baseball famer pie trainer. Oh, good. Pie McKenzie. 
who allegedly once smacked then-Patriot lineman Brian Holloway in the face, who was at the time his son-in-law. Ouch. <laughs> like to be at that Thanksgiving feast. Uh, Odell Beckham lost a diamond ring at a New York strip club. Any idea where you can find it? I'd start with lost a phone, then I'd start checking pockets. Uh, I'm not going to go there, and I suggest he not either. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts is A, a movie adaptation of a J.K. Rowling book, B, the new name for Pro Bowl squads, or C, our new tag. In Dallas, the Fantastic Beasts, Beasts are known as the Cowboys. I'm not sure what uh, what it is, but I know it's not the name of the 49ers defense, which I just watched, and is known as the Fantastic Leasts. <laughs> Most thankful player in the NFL is? Dak Prescott. He won a quarterbacking a team with the best offensive line and best runner in football. Wrong, sir. Barkevius Mingo, who went from the Browns to the Patriots in one fell swoop. The most thankful coach in the NFL is? Jason Garrett. He wound up with Dak Prescott. Gus Bradley. He's 14 and 44 and still has a job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And so do we. That's going to do it for hour number one, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we'll sit down with NFL analyst Brian Billick and Hall of Fame guard Joe DeLamalure. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Steve Mariucci, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.99%. APR, 4.77%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Any Jane Doe can tell you that Geico could help you save. But since money talks, we just ask the savings instead. Greetings and sun salutations. I'm Jane's money. And I never knew my self-worth until Jane switched her car insurance at Geico.com. Those 15 minutes built me up to real savings. Geico's been helping customers save money like me for over 75 years. So take that to the bank. And namaste. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Welcome back to the second hour of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron. And in the next 60 minutes, 
The three of us will be going deep into Thanksgiving, speaking to Hall of Fame great Joe DeLamalure, who was involved in one of the most memorable Thanksgiving games, and, I said, and, pardon our own Thanksgiving turkeys, and just a guess, guys, but NFL officials will not be on that list. But first, yeah, first we want to check in with one of our closest, smartest, and glibest friends in and around the NFL, and that would be former Super Bowl coach Brian Billick, now an analyst with the NFL Network, and Brian, yes, I'll say it, on this week, we are especially Thankful to have you join us. That's very kind of you. Glib, is that a good thing? Or yeah, that's a good thing. Glib is good. How'd you like that intro at the top of the segment? You recognize that guy's voice? Uh, well, uh, yeah, you, you tell you what. He, the, he's right, though. you got to have fun. <laughs> you know how he finished that segment? Let's go get some snacks. <laughs> hey, um, first things first, Brian. Um, you're the guy who first predicted the, Brian's, uh, the Browns would, would not win a game this year. And, of course, you did that back in the summer. But 11 games into the season, you look like what we thought you were. A genius. So how come nobody uh, called on you for a prediction on the presidential election? I know. I probably would have nailed I'd have been the only one to nail that one. You know, and that it's and and I go back to that, and I caught a little heat from it, obviously in Cleveland. And, and just to clarify, I never said they'd go zero and sixteen. I would never predict anybody to go zero and sixteen or sixteen and zero. It's just mathematically, you know, improbable. But what I did say was, I just can't see where they're going to get a win. Right. I can't see a matchup with the team that I saw over the summer going in, and obviously with it, notwithstanding the quarterback situation with RG three, which you had to kind of know going in was going to be problematic. Uh, and I don't take any joy in saying that. I mean, I was born in Ohio. I'm, a, I'm an Ohio guy. My daughter went to Ohio. I take no joy in, in, in knocking the uh, Cleveland Browns. But just looking at the way they're set up, and, you know, they got they got Brad Pitt and Jonas Hill putting the roster together. And you just kind of do. <laughs> I don't know that the money ball thing's going to work. <laughs> Brian, didn't, Brian, didn't you predict the Ravens to go 16-0 and 0 in 2000? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. We knew we were. If I'd have known that, I'd, I'd have been like, "Who was the uh, Who was the guy that bet the odds for us to go to the Super Bowl that year? Made a ton of money. I wish I wish I'd have known we were going to be good that year." <laughs> were you a little nervous in the first half of that Jets game? It looked like that one might go either way there for a little bit, and the Jets do have the ability. Yeah, and you know, and I've been, you know, obviously, I've done I've done a lot of shows in Cleveland since, because everybody keeps bringing that up. Uh, and I take no joy in the fact that Cleveland's not very good. And I said, you know what, they're, they're going to beat somebody. They really are. Um, but you just kind of got that sense. That's the problem they have right now. What is their reference frame, whether it was the Jets game or whether it looked like they were going to beat the Baltimore Ravens and went out to the big lead? What's their reference frame to say, oh, yeah, we can do this? Or there's not the, the tendency, because of the background now and the way things are going, to just kind of, they're, they're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, okay, we're doing good now, but, but yeah, we know this can't last because they don't have any other reference frame. That's, that's the tough thing for Hugh Jackson right now. We talk about changing the culture, that mindset. That's, that's not an easy thing to do, and it is very, very real when you get into that groove of, well, we've been here before. We know we'll find some way to screw it up. Hey, Brian, I've got a friend who thinks that going 0-16 is more difficult than going 16-0. and Do you agree with that? Oh, boy, that's an interesting thought. You know, it's just, it just it's so hard to believe that, that you could do either one. I mean, to go 0-16, that's a hard thing to do. I remember I was, I did the game, uh, I was doing games for Fox, and I did the Redskin-Detroit Lions game 
the next year. Of course, they went the 0-16. I forget how many games it was into the season the next year before Detroit had won. And it was against the Redskins. It was in Detroit. And and I remember that game because I remember visiting with uh, – uh, with with the the Redskins before, and they all made they all understood. Look, you don't want to be the guys to lose to Detroit, you know, just like <laughs> that. You don't want to be the team to lose to Cleveland because I, I lived that one. We were we played my last year, the year I got fired, and we were terrible. Of course, we went down to Miami, and it was an O for team in Miami, and and lost to the Miami Dolphins. I think that was their only win of the year which obviously didn't do me any good. Uh, Ed Reed comes out of the middle, and they get a touchdown uh, down the field. And I'm, I think my quarterback was Troy Smith, or and I'm down to, to, to three offensive linemen and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, you don't want to be that team to lose to the Cleveland Browns. And and I, Jim Zorn was the head coach in Washington. Didn't do him any good either, losing to the Detroit Lions after they had, I think they were 0-20 at that point or 0-21. They went four or five games into the season, the second season, before they finally broke the string. Hey, Brian, enough of the bad football. Let's talk good football. How yeah, do you, you go. Explain... Let's get off that stuff. How do you explain Dak Prescott, a fourth-round draft pick, rookie, eighth quarterback taken, and he's playing like Randall Cunningham in 1998. How do you explain that? You don't. You don't because Dak Prescott was taken where he was rated out. And it wasn't just the Cowboys. You know, I always only half-jokingly say, look, before you give him too much credit, Cowboys passed on him for three rounds too, just like everybody else in the league. It's kind of like Tom Brady. You can give credit to the New England Patriots, but they mean that means they pass a Hall of Famer for five rounds like everybody else. Uh, Dak Prescott was drafted where he was rated out, and the league saw it in that way. But how do you count for it, particularly at the quarterback position? How do you count for Russell Wilson going in the third round? Um, what we didn't see and what we're now seeing with this young man, certainly he had physical tools and coming out of the offense that he had in Mississippi State, you had no idea that, one, this guy was going to be so calm in the pocket, that his fundamentals were going to be so solid. Uh, that he's going to have the vision that he does. Now, yes, it's nice to have that offensive line and have Ezekiel Elliott to be able to hand the ball off to, uh, but that doesn't detract from the fact that this guy, he's just special. And the calmness, you know, the other day uh, when we saw the, the big game that they had against Pittsburgh, you know, everybody was still speculating, well, it's because of some of the things he could do outside the pocket. He didn't run for a single yard against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did what he did from the pocket, and that's that's what surprises me the most. Not that he would be productive and could do some things with his legs, but the fact that he is so proficient from the pocket, nobody could see that coming. Well, one thing I'd like you to do for us, Brian, if you could settle this argument. We've had this ongoing argument uh, between the voices of reason, which, believe it or not, would be myself, and uh, and Clark Judge ranting on the subject of, of uh, Hall of Fame candidate Terrell Owens. Is he or is he not? Hall of Famer, does he belong? He's the third all-time leading receiver. He's, we all know the numbers. Clark thinks he didn't play well with others and uh, therefore shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Just wondering what your take is on him as a as a great receiver, productive receiver, and Hall of Famers. Well, to me, it's, it's, it's always so tough when you're talking about in a historical reference. First, for a receiver, you have to go over the numbers. It's different if it's an offensive lineman, uh, obviously at a position where the numbers aren't going to tell the full story. The numbers themselves obviously say that, that Terrell Owens belongs in the conversation of the great receivers, that he was done it over a long enough stint, uh, stint of time, long enough career, uh, obviously highly productive, 
But once you get past the numbers, for me, it's got to be one of two things. And, and this one's a tough one because a lot of times it's only within the reference of having been around and seeing this player play as opposed to just looking at it in, in a, from an historical lens. One, did, did he define a position, did he define a role that exists in the NFL, a.k.a. for me, you know, obviously my bias, but Chris Carter. Chris Carter kind of defined and set the, the tone for what a slot receiver, not that he wasn't good on the outside, but he was the prototype. He, you can't tell the story of the evolution of the third wide receiver, the slot receiver in the NFL without talking about a Chris Carter. So that puts you in a Hall of Fame conversation, obviously. The other thing is, are you that guy? Could you, could you dictate and dominate coverage when you were playing? Uh, and, and I think Terrell Owens was. He, he was. he was one of the first that really brought that level of physicality to the game that we see a little bit more, whether it's a Calvin Johnson, now with a Des Bryant. Uh, but at the time, I don't know that we had seen too many receivers of that physicality. So in that regard, I think given his numbers that clearly put him in the conversation and the fact that he, he kind of was on the edge of a new wave of a type of receivers – you know, I always am a little sheepish to say, oh, absolutely, this guy's a Hall of Famer or that guy's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, but certainly he belongs in the conversation given the criteria that I just talked about. Hey, uh, Brian, we've got about 20 seconds. I'll make this quick. Randy Moss or Terrell Owens? Oh, to, no, that's now, now you're putting that in a different category. Yes. Randy Moss yeah. is a transcendent player. Grand, Rand, it's also and a I'm leading question. I had Randy for the year. But I've, there's never been a talent in the National Football League that had just the sheer physical, raw ability of a Randy Moss. And I don't know that we'll ever see one again. Thanks, Brian. As always, a pleasure, and thanks for checking in. All right, guys. Thanks, Brian. That was former Super Bowl coach Brian Billick, now with the NFL Network. Up next, our Thanksgiving Day pardons. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents. 
I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this? Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is, if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Hall of Fame voter Ron Borges. Yo! You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? You mean I have some extra money to buy a bigger turkey? Yeah, smart man means you're going to save some money if you go to Geico.com, and you should have gone 15 minutes ago. So go. And this uh, has become a memorable Thanksgiving Day game. Will it go in the win column to Dallas or Miami? Stoyanovich will decide it as he will try this field goal, which will be 40 yards. 40 yards. Doug Peterson to hold. When I think of Thanksgiving, guys, it's hard not to think of that play. It happened in 1993, and it happened in Dallas with defensive linemen. No! Leon Lett touching a blocked field goal to save the day for the Miami Dolphins. That was interesting, Goose. That was Doug Peterson, the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, holding for that kick. Were you there? No, I was not. That was back when I was covering the league in general. I had the other 31 teams, everybody but the Cowboys. So I was in Detroit that day to see the Lions play a forgettable game against the Bills, and frankly, I'm glad I wasn't in <laughs> yeah. Dallas that day. There was one of the worst ice storms since I, in the 27 years I've been here, which led to the slip and slide by Lett. Worse than that, our storm that uh, for the Super Bowl in Dallas, Goose? <laughs> no, this was the worst. This was the Ooh. worst. There was three wow. inches of ice that were, were caked on the roads. 
Wow. Clark in Dallas, wow. if you drop an ice cube on the ground, they, they pull all their cars over. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. We were slipping and sliding down the sidewalk on that Tuesday. What's the name? Uh, Goose, what's the name of that big thing, that, 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 that whatever they call that big loopy highway thing that, that uh, the trucks oh. couldn't come down? Yeah. What's the name of that? Yeah, what's the name oh, of that? High five, the high five. The, the high five, yeah. The high five was, was uh, the low five that day, boy. Yeah, yeah I thought we were going to do a low five going around that bend on the bus. <laughs> we were the only vehicle on the road. Exactly. Oh, that was brutal. That was brutal. Cops well, were had... going up there. Yeah, you're right. Um, I had Derek Burns, our producer, uh, pull that segment up because if there was someone who deserves a Thanksgiving pardon, yeah, I said pardon, and they're given out every year by our president to turkeys, I think Leon Lett probably would qualify. But that doesn't happen in the NFL, of course. But, you know, we think it should here at the Talk of Fame Network. Yes, we believe strongly that the commissioner should pardon those deserving turkeys. Either this season, there you go, there, yeah, this season or the season's passed. Leon, sit down, would you please? And since he won't do anything about it, you know something? We are going to. That's right. We're here to pardon this year's NFL turkeys. And Derek, would you gather them around, please? Pull them out there. There you go. And there's Derek. There's some of the officials. Uh, Tony Corrente, how are you doing? Uh, we have plenty of deserving candidates. So, Goose, you're first in line. You can pardon a deserving turkey. Who do you have? Any head coach who wants to criticize the officiating. Mike Tomlin, step right up. The officiating <laughs> is terrible in this league. Jobs are at stake. Players get cut. Coaches get fired for losing. Everyone is held accountable for their mistakes except the officials. It's time these coaches are awarded a blanket pardon to speak their minds on the quality of officiating in this league. The collective voices have the power to change it. And Bill O'Brien, you going to give him a pardon as well, Goose? Yeah, he gets a pass. Any coach, your coach, you get a pass. There you go. Ronnie, you're next. Who gets spared the hatchet around the Borges house? Well, it's uh, too late to say Viking kicker Blair Walsh from his odorous foot. But I grant a uh, turkey <laughs> his, day pardon his, to... His what foot? His, his, his what odorous foot. foot. <laughs> favorite word. His favorite word. Yeah, this is his favorite word. <laughs> but I'm going to pardon a real turkey of a kicker, Tampa rookie Roberto Aguayo, who has missed five field goals and two extra points. Uh, he's on a roll right now. He hasn't missed for a month, but we all know what's lurking between those toes. <laughs> So when it happens, he gets a pass. What is, what is lurking between those toes? Tell you, you don't want to look. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland coach Hugh Jackson. We addressed this situation in Cleveland earlier, and yeah, it's, it's miserable. I know that. But uh, what's new? Um, except now it's miserable with baseball people running a football operation, which is, yeah, a novel idea. But apparently not a very good one. He caught in the middle then is R. Hugh Jackson, who is uh, good enough to have the only non-losing record in Oakland since 2002, at least that is until now, and who inherited a team really didn't have a decent quarterback, had a shortage of playmakers on offense, and a shortage of playmakers on defense. And you know what? Had no shot in the AFC North. So some people want him fired. Me? I want him fired. Look, I want my next pardon to go to Mike McCarthy. He's been under fire in Green Bay because of that 4-6 and six record. This is a man who has coached the Packers to the playoffs each of the last seven years. He's won four division titles and a Super Bowl. Now, the nature of the NFL fosters parity. The good teams don't stay good for long, and the bad teams don't stay bad for long. But frankly, McCarthy has been defying gravity up in Green Bay, yet the Cheeseheads are questioning how he's coaching this team. Mike McCarthy deserves a pardon from that talk. I'm going to stick with that theme. There's another coach that deserves a, uh, a turkey pardon, in my opinion, and that's the great Marvin Lewis, who is hell-bent on not losing a playoff game this season after going 0-7. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, his Bengals are three, six, and one, and some people think he should be fired. I think he should be spared for sparing Bengals fans another postseason disappointment. He's doing them a favor. <laughs> he is doing him a favor. He's never going to make it. <laughs> hey, um, you know what? I don't want to surprise you guys, but uh, this show's all about surprises. We're a month away from Christmas, so surprise. I'm going to pardon Ted Wells. That's right, Ron. Ted <laughs> Wells. The guy who performed that god-awful autopsy on Deflategate. It was almost... Yeah, thank you very much. Jeez. It was almost as bad as... What? Are those LA Rams fans pooing the Rams? <laughs> that, that was almost as bad as some of those calls in, in Monday's Raiders-Texans game, to be honest with you. But it cost Tom Brady, as we know, four games. And to be honest, it cost the NFL some pretty significant PR damage. Uh, ratings are down. May have something to do with that. Um, so why does Ted Wells get a part? Well, because he didn't know of any better. Apparently, he never heard of the ideal gas law. Otherwise, he would have taken him maybe 20 minutes to write up that report. And apparently, he had... Some kind of agenda. Otherwise, it would have taken him 10 seconds to come to a conclusion. Bottom line, somebody didn't know what he was doing. Yet, the NFL let him do it. So, who's to blame here, guys? The NFL for not knowing about something called Murphy's Law. That's who. Ted Wells, your pardon. Ron, I'm going to issue my final pardon to Clark Judge. He's taking deflate gate harder than Tom Brady did. <laughs> he is. Clark, you are pardoned from carrying that cross any longer. It's time to let it go. Agree, Ron? Is it time to pardon Clark? Time to pardon Clark. No question. Any, any, any chance you can suspend me for four weeks here, Goose? <laughs> well, in the spirit well, of that uh, uh, givingness that we're all doing here today, I'm going to give a big turkey pardon to Tom Brady, he's the dude oh. who got convicted. He's the guy who needs a pardon. <laughs> so he is pardoned. He can go on for the rest of his life doing what he wants with footballs, what? primarily throwing them over opposing defenders. And he will be pardoned when you present him for the Pro Football Hall of Fame 20 there years from now, Ron. You just stand up there and go, Tom Brady, you're pardoned. Exactly. I Clark has more hot air than those football times. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah, we had a warming trend here in uh, the New England now. Uh, no, not so much. Anyway, apparently uh, you haven't heard the ideal gas law either, Goose. Huh? We've run out I've of I've heard pardons. the ideal gas bag law. That was <laughs> that's, yeah, that's me. Uh, we've run out of pardons, and now we've run out of time. So up next, Thanksgiving with Hall of Fame guard Joe DeLamalure. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents. I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this? Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Well, you can win with GEICO because just 15 minutes there can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest, former Michigan State Spartan Joe DeLamalure, was a central figure in the Buffalo Bills Electric Company in the 1970s. It was an offensive line that helped turn on the juice. And there's that Michigan State marching band coming through the studio. Uh, The juice being, of course, four-time NFL rushing champion O.J. Simpson. Now, Joe went on to six Pro Bowls at guard, was chosen to the 1970s NFL All-Decade team, and has since joined O.J. Simpson in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We wanted to have him on the show this week because growing up in Detroit, Joe watched the history of Thanksgiving football with the Detroit Lions. And as a member of the Bills, he was on the field for one of the greatest games ever played by an NFL running back on Thanksgiving Day. Joe DeLamalure, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I, I'm a big Thanksgiving uh, Day guy. My dad had a bar in Detroit. It's still there, actually. We had 10 kids on the ninth, 10 kids in the family. And our big treat, he would take the five boys to Thanksgiving Day game. That was, we, we the bar was open from 7 in the morning till 2.30 at night, seven days a week, close Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter. <laughs> so this was the biggest day of our life, Thanksgiving Day, going to watch the uh, Lions with my dad. So hey. 1962, actually, I'll tell you something real quick. Packers played the Lions, and it was the Thanksgiving Day massacre when they sacked Bart Starr ten times. I was uh, 11 years old, and I told my dad, I said, Dad, I'm going to play in this game someday. I, I swear I'm going to play in this game someday. He said, when you do, I'll be there. <laughs> and it actually, it actually happened. Wow. We had Roger Brown on the show a year ago talking about that game. Yeah. Roger Brown dominated that game. He, 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 him and Alex Karras, but Roger Brown dominated that game. I can yeah. tell you the Joe- starting lineups and their numbers if you want. Hey, Joe. Seventy one. I can. I'm a big fan. Huge fan. Hey, hey, Joe. We also had Jerry Kramer on the show a couple years back, whining about that game. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, I would be whining too if I got my butt kicked like that. <laughs> it was an amazing hey, game. Joe, let's let's get to the great that the greatest game by running back. You know, like you and me, we grew up watching Lions playing Thanksgiving. You finally got the chance to play on Thanksgiving game, 1976, and what a game it was. Simpson rushed for then record 273 yards. What do you remember about that day and that game? It's still my father. He had a heart attack two weeks before that game. I had 100 tickets for the game. Of course, I didn't pay for him back then like you could now. 
but I had a hundred relatives there. My dad was in the hospital, um, supposedly, uh, watching the game. I told uh, Coach Ringo, who's my line coach, who also played in that game in '62. Jim Ringo, yes. I say, coach, I say, coach, let me get a, get out on a few sweeps so they can at least mention my name other than holding, uh, so <laughs> my dad can watch it from the hospital. So uh, anyhow. I, we did. We we got some uh, really good plays off early. Uh, the sweep going left, and um, I got the pull and had a couple blocks. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is good. My dad's going to at least hear my name. And then as the game went on, OJ broke the record. We lost the game. It was Lions was number one defense in the league at that time. So after after the game, I we go to the locker room. My dad checked himself out of the hospital, came down by the locker room. And I said, Dad, what the hell are you doing here? He said, I told you I'd be here. He, he said, don't you remember? Never said a word about it, ever. But he huh. was there, it, like he promised in 1962. Wow. Wow, what a story. Yep. Now, the other guard on the electric company, Reggie McKenzie, was born, uh, uh, was from Detroit. In Detroit, Highland Park. Yep, exactly. From Highland Park. But, Ralph Wilson yep. was another Detroiter. How special was that victory uh, and that showing and to Paul a bunch Seymour of also. Motons? Paul was yeah. tight end. And he was from right. Shrine. Um it was special. I mean, you wanted to win the game. And, I, you know, obviously, you walk off the field a little disappointed you didn't win the game. But then when you get on the plane and you go home, you think, man, I was part of history. And um, still, the record still stands, I think, 275, I'm pretty sure. Maybe somebody broke it, but, you know, I, that, that was some record, 275 yards and one game. And against a great defense, that wasn't just a good defense. The Lions were great that year. They're number one in the league, and um, it was a great memory. Great, one of my greatest memories I've ever had in my whole life. We're speaking with Hall of Famer Joe Delamalure on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at Talk of Fame Net. And Joe, uh, you kind of answered this question for me, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. I mean, growing up in Detroit, I, I know you said you, you attended Thanksgiving Day games, and uh, I wanna know, other than that 62 Packers-Lions game, which I think we all remember, is there another that you remember most as a kid going there with your dad? Is there another that stands out in your mind? Not really. That one stood out the most in my mind. And then uh, I was always disappointed because Green Bay won quite a few of those games. So you kind of put those in the back of your mind, too. I don't know what the record was, but the Lions didn't always win. And uh, they didn't. we thought they were going to win the division that year. They ended up 11-3, and Green Bay still beat them out. But I, I, that, was, that game stood out the most to me. And always, always will for my whole life. It's been the number one thing in my life to remember about the Thanksgiving Day games. Joe, let's go back to the 76 game and Simpson's performance. What made O.J. special, and how easy or difficult was it to block for him? It was very easy because you could feel him on the, he'd be I don't know if you've seen a lot of his films. He'd be grabbing my, my belt or Reggie's belt. You could feel him back there, which is unusual. And uh, he was so easy to block for because he would cut off your block. He, you'd never block a guy into him. He, he was He was so fluid. The thing about O.J. was I was amazed when I went to camp in 73 with the Bills. My wife said, uh, what's the biggest difference between this and college? I said, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> That's the biggest difference. I said, I've never seen a guy who's a, such a great player work so hard in practice. He practiced like he was going to get cut, and he did that the whole time I was there, and he was there. So that's what amazed me. The, the one year they said he didn't have good hands. The next year, 70, I think it was 75, he was the MVP of the league again. He, he caught the ball like you won't believe coming out of the backfield. He, he pretty amazing. Uh, whatever he, they said he couldn't do, he would improve on it and work hard at it. 
This year we're seeing a rookie running back leading the league in, in rushing with uh, what most consider the best offensive line of football in front of him in Dallas. So how much uh, of any great running game is the back and how much is the line in front of him? That's a combination of both because I watched that game because I knew um, you know people asked me that question already about this kid because I think he got 1,000 yards already in uh, half the season. I don't think he'll get to 2014 games like O.J. did. But they they have a, a line very similar to ours. They're, they're pretty mobile. They're not the big hulking guys. Left tackle's a big guy, but the rest of them can really move. I, I'm really proud of Doug Free. He doesn't know this. I never met Doug. But we were down at a, a game, uh, the Shrine game, and uh, it was played in uh, Houston. And Paul Warfield asked me, who's a Hall of Famer, hey, look for a lineman. Tell me you know, who, who we could pick. Not a first rounder, just a guy who could play a long time. I went and watched the practice. I watched three plays. I go, that kid right there is from Northern Illinois. I know he can play, and he's still playing. So I felt really, really kind of connected to that guy during that game uh, the other day when this kid was ripping off the runs. But uh, the line is very similar. I think I think the back is better than O.J. in this regard. He blocked better. He can pick up the blitz and all that. As a rookie, it's unbelievable what that kid's doing. Hey, Joe, Joe, one more question about the offensive line. We have less than a minute left, but the game's changed so many ways since you played. But along the offensive line in particular, I mean, blockers can now extend their arms, grasp defenders. Question, if, if you were playing today in the NFL, would you ever allow a sack? No. And you, know, you know why? Because we did that when we were playing. <laughs> we were the first. I was one of the first guys to extend my hands, get them on, try to catch them underneath their armpit and, uh, Jim Ringo would always tell me, you know those straps that hold their shoulder pads on? I said, yeah. He said, well, you know what they're for? I said, yeah, to hold them with. He said, you're right, Ted. I said, he said, you got it down. I, and I liked it when they tried to grab me because I knew if the defensive guy grabbed me, then I was going to be inside his hands grabbing him. But I, I extend my hand. I didn't, I didn't block with forearms or anything like that. I was one of the first guys to extend my hands. And that, that's a proper way of blocking anyhow. It cuts down on a lot of head injuries. Uh, I always, when I coach, I always say hands, head, butt. You hit your hands before you hit your head, and then you drive your butt through the block. And um, <laughs> I, it worked pretty good. Hey, Joe, uh, we can't extend our hands on the show, and we can't extend this segment either. we got to run. So thanks for the time, and thanks for the memories. Appreciate it both. Okay, thank you. I really thank appreciate you. you guys having me on. Talk to you later. That was Hall of Fame guard Joe DeLamalure. Up next, our Renai Game Changers of the Week. This is the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.99%. APR, 4.77%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. As we usually do at this time, we have our Renai Game Changer of the Week Award. And what a week it was. We have the Raiders in Mexico City, Cowboys in the penthouse, Packers eh, in the outhouse. So, Gooseman... Where are you going to start with your Renai Game Changer of the Week? I'll go with a once-embattled Ryan Tannehill. Through the first five games of the season, he threw seven interceptions, and his Dolphins were dead in the water in the East at 1-4. and four. But he's only thrown one interception since then. The Dolphins have won five in a row, and if you can award an in-season comeback player of the year, year award, it's him. Last week, he rallied the Dolphins from a 10-0 deficit in the final five minutes for a 14-10 victory over the Rams, tossing touchdown passes to Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. That, my friends, is a game-changing effort to go along with a season-changing effort. Ron, you're not dead in the water. You're up next. Not underwater. That's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> my Renai uh, game-changer of the week was Minnesota uh, defensive back Xavier Rhodes, who had two picks and returned one of them 100 yards for a touchdown to bring the Vikings their first win in a month. 30-24 victory over the Arizona Cardinals. Minnesota had scored twice on defense and special teams when they started the year 5-0, and but they hadn't done either for quite a while until Sunday when Xavier Rhodes went off and the Vikings got a win. Well, guys, uh, since Goose pardoned me, I'm going with Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, and not because he dissected San Francisco for four touchdowns. Ron, you were there. We're going to take the pardon back and put you in solitary confinement (laughs) instead. (laughs) No, it's not because of that. No, it's because he and Foot Locker came up with the best NFL spot this year. Derek, cue it up. Let's hear what you got. We could greatness brought it again for the fifth year. How is it possible it keeps getting better even after all these years? Kind of makes you wonder what Foot Locker is up to. You know, that's an unfortunate mindset you got there. Tom Brady. Just because something's great year after year doesn't mean anything's going on. Why can't some things just be great? Just a question. It starts with questions, and then questions turn into assumptions, and then assumptions turn into vacations. So why would you punish the week of greatness for something that never even happened? I lost my appetite. Well, I haven't lost mine. Reason? <laughs> that's, it's Thanksgiving, that's why. Oh, wait a minute. Then there's this. Ronnie, Ron Borges with his Borges or Bogus. With Ron, they tell me you've got an appreciation of what, what, appreciation of what you have, we have, what's going on with, you have an appreciation of something this month, this week? <laughs> yeah, what I is do. it? I do. I have an appreciation for Thanksgiving. It's what? the holiday I like the most 
because it's about family, food, football, and counting our blessings. So I thought I'd take a little departure from the norm, as I often do, as you guys know. And I uh, hope you guys don't conclude what, that what I have to say is bogus. What do we football fans have to be thankful for? Well, we can be thankful it's unlikely Jeff Triplett's refereeing crew will be working in the playoffs. Triplett hasn't made it in half a decade, and there's a good reason. His crew repeatedly makes bogus calls, as it did Sunday, when after an apparent 49er sack back the Patriots to their own 22-yard line. It was negated first by a ticky-tacky defensive holding call 30 yards from the play, followed by a 15-yard bench penalty because too many 49ers were standing in the white area of the sidelines. Instead of New England backed up on his 22, they get the ball at the 50-yard line. Soon, they're in San Francisco's end zone. Bogus. We can be thankful we're not Tony Romo, whose body picked a bad time to desert him. We can be thankful we're not our dear friend Mary Kay Cabot, who was forced to watch the Browns. How many ways can someone write odorous? <laughs> Extra helping of gravy for her. We can be thankful we're not Aaron Rodgers, whose back must be killing him, carrying the Packers' defense on it. Bogus. We can be thankful we're not Colin Kaepernick, who will soon be on both knees praying for the season to end. <laughs> we can be thankful we weren't an NFL kicker lining up an extra point last Sunday. Shank Sunday. Two years ago, before the kick was moved back 13 yards, NFL kickers missed a total of eight PATs. Sunday, they missed 12. Bogus. We can be thankful we weren't the Raiders or the Texans last week. They were ordered to stay in their hotels in Mexico City because of the town's lawlessness. Yikes, you're saying that to the Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> We can be thankful Carolina linebacker Luke Keekley seems to be all right after a concussion that was so numbing he broke into tears as they drove him off the field. We can be thankful the Lions still host Turkey Day games, proving not all traditions have disappeared. Although I'm quite surprised it's not known as, Welcome to the Pepperidge Farm Stuffing Thanksgiving Day game, everybody! We can be thankful we haven't heard much from Commissioner Roger Goodell, Clark's best friend. Although we may, if he gets wind of that Pepperidge Farm Stuffing idea. I can be thankful I get to spend every part of, of every week with my old pals, Clark and Rick. Old friends are the best, and those two nitwits make this show fun and fabulous. <laughs> but most of all, we can all be thankful that we still live in the greatest country in the world. It may be wacky, it may be wobbly, it may be true we aren't as right about everything in the world as we think we are, but as Mar Levy used to say, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? That's not bogus. That's a truth we all should be thankful for. Well, there's that whistle again, so we're almost out of time. You know what I'm thankful for? Two-minute drill. So let's get started. Mexico City, future home of another NFL game or the World Series of Laser Tag? Football. The NFL is looking for an international footprint. Laser Tag is just looking for a footprint. Future home of a large wall. <laughs> Anything better than watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Watching the Chiefs when they're the AFL's annual Thanksgiving game. Watching the Lions if you are Goose, known to me as Los Lobos. <laughs> After saying he wouldn't stand for the national anthem as long as Donald Trump was president, the Bucks' Mike Evans changed his mind. Why? Reality set in. Trump's going to cut his taxes. <laughs> he suddenly remembered he forgot to vote in Florida, which helped make the Donald the president. Hey, why are the Jets going back to the Amish rifle? Because they continue to curry favor with the intellectual elite. Because it is locked and loaded, baby. <laughs> True or false, Landon Collins is the frontrunner for defensive MVP. It depends which coast you're on. East Coast Collins, West Coast Cliff Averill. I don't know about that, boys. I'll still take Vaughn Miller, thank you. Great plays and great ads on TV. Where do we find Jay Cutler next year? With the Jets when they miss out on the Tony Romo sweepstakes. Working on getting another coach fired somewhere in the NFL. Speaking of Tony Romo, Gooseman, why should he be thankful? The Broncos quarterbacking situation remains unsettled. 
He should be thankful for his salary cap number. Forget Hamilton. Why doesn't Donald Trump demand an apology from the Cleveland Browns? Because he lives in New York. It's the Jets who ought to be apologizing to the next president. Actually, it's because he owns no property in Cleveland. Which Hall of Fame inductee should serve as Grand Marshal of this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Brett Favre. Where Favre goes, good times seem to follow. He's not an inductee, but the perfect guy is Wilbur Marshall. (laughs) Of course. Thanksgiving dinner guest, Jack Ham, Turkey Jones, or Pork Chop Womack? Turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Christmas, pork chops for Easter. You you left one guy out, Goose Gonsolin. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to thank Tory Holt, Joe DeLamalure, and Brian Billick for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or look for us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, you can find us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here, and we hope you will be too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.99%. APR, 4.77%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030.